Welcome to the Closer and Closer podcast, a podcast about expanding your creative capacity. Each week, we interview inspiring creatives to help you grow your freelance career. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Closer and Closer podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andrea Mejia Madriz, and I'm a part of the artist marketing and partnerships team here at Closer and Closer. This week's guest spends most of her time drawing things for fun and for profit. She specialized in branding for companies large and small, as well as packaging design, and has designed a plethora of printed paraphernalia throughout her career. She can usually be found eating the free samples in the cheese aisle. Welcome back, Anna Hurley. Yay! Yay! I'm so excited to have you back on. For those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while or are just familiar, we've actually had her on the pod before talking all about Dribble. Um, but I'm excited to have you back to just chat like more about you and who you are as an artist. Yay! Oh, thanks, Andrea. Thanks for having me again. Uh, yeah. I feel like I just did the first one when, when we started it, so it's kind of crazy to already be here. But you know, know. it's been a crazy it's year, so. I know. It's insane. It's crazy. That first episode was like right after I started working here at Closer and Closer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we're about to hit a year. It's Yay. Wild how time flies. Um, awesome. Cool. So just to start off, for those of the listeners that aren't familiar with you or maybe haven't listened to that first episode, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your work? Sure. Yeah. So I'm currently a freelance illustrator. I tend to work a lot on very bright, colorful, kind of upbeat illustrations for a lot of children's books and Mm -hmm. uh, various editorial pieces and packaging design. Um, Really, honestly, I I mean, I have no... I'll take any any different pro- – I like working on ver- a variety of projects. So yeah. I'm not just only focusing on those, but they tend to – those are what I tend to work on because they're mm-hmm. so color- my work is so colorful. Um, but yeah, so I am I went freelance right before COVID <laughs> happened. Um, but I'm really grateful and lucky that I get to work on what I love every day. So yeah. I love it. That was yeah. a great elevator pitch. <laughs> it was so exciting. Yeah. I, I think you describe your work so perfectly. It really is just so colorful and fun. I have a bunch of your, I have, she did a whole series of Zodiac themed like children's books and I have the whole series. <laughs> and I Yay. actually, a couple weeks back, I was just in my apartment bored by myself and my roommate was like out doing something fun. And I went on my Instagram story and I did like a live reading of every single one of the books just because I was so bored and I was you like, this did? is a great activity oh for me to gosh. do. Oh my gosh, I wish I had seen that. I didn't see that as amazing. I know, I was like showing off the illustrations like, and, and this one was really cute too. And I felt so silly, but it was so fun. It was Aww. a really great way to waste like a solid 30 minutes of that just like amazing. reading. It was That's great. Amazing. But moving on to the next thing, something <laughs> that, and I guess I'm just going to dive right into I guess I wouldn't say deep, but just like more specific questions for you sure. now that we kind of have that overview. Yeah. Um, we've obviously had a lot of conversations throughout the year that I've been here and especially revolving around marketing, but just also around your work in general. And something that I love about you is that you are always asking questions. And every time that we have a meeting, you come prepared with like a bunch of questions, which makes me feel really appreciated mm-hmm. and engaged. Um, and I feel like you're just always curious and genuinely like working towards growing and learning. So were you always somebody that asked a lot of questions or is that something you had to develop? Because I know for me, like, 
I was always the kid in school that would never ask a question, never raise her hand. Like I was so shy. And that's definitely something that I've had to learn in my professional life. So I don't know if it was the same for you. No, totally. Um, first of all, it's very, very kind of you to say that. I did. I actually, I find it interesting that you bring that up because it's it comes very naturally to me. But nice. I definitely, I definitely used to be more shy about asking questions. You know, when you're a kid, you you're always you're always worried about like what's what's the the downfall. You you look stu- you look foolish, mm-hmm. right? But um, yeah. So it's hardly honestly hard for me to say when that like paradigm shift happened. If I learned on it or if I worked on it. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that I think my curiosity, general curiosity and desire for uh, like, I know it sounds really cheesy and deep, but like this <laughs> desire for like human connection kind of totally. like overtook my fear of looking foolish, which yeah. like, you know, the idea of looking worried, the fear of looking foolish, like it, it feels a bit like self-absorbed in a way. Like no one mm-hmm. cares if I look stupid, like literally no one gives it a second thought. Totally. Only I do and only I think about it. And so... <laughs> When it really comes down to it, you know, people just want to feel connected to each other and having an earnest curiosity about about people and their interests and what mm-hmm. they know and the things that I don't know makes that connection really possible. Um, yeah. I also just generally find most topics to be really interesting. <laughs> I love that. And I feel fine admitting my ignorance about like honestly most things in life, which mm-hmm. is so which is fine. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> so there's well, that, yeah. I guess. Totally. And I think you touched on something interesting that I had never thought about before, but mm-hmm. you mentioned that like the your interest in what other people know is more important and like going to be more important to that person as well than like the fact that you don't know it, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. And I totally get that because obviously like for our marketing calls, it's like when you come in with a bunch of questions, I'm more like excited that you think that I have the answers, you know, or like excited that you want to know my opinion or my thoughts on that question. For sure. More so than being like, oh my God, that's so weird that she like doesn't know the answer to that. Like that's never been a thought in my head. Exactly. No one ever thinks that like, how dare you ask this dumb question? (laughs) And also like, and also I learned something. So it's kind of a win-win. It's like, there's no reason not to, you know, even if it feels like an obvious question, like it's not obvious to me. And I have a completely different worldview than you, than, than whoever I'm talking to does. So that's okay too, you know? <laughs> totally. No, yeah. I need to make a note of that because, again, I'm really bad at asking questions. It's something that I struggle with. Oh, I hear but you. you're totally right. It's such a, like, yeah, it's just such a good way to learn from other people. Yeah. And yeah, it's just no one's ever judging you as much as you're judging yourself. Oh, for truly. sure. <laughs> it's honestly, it's sad. But, I mean, it's it's true. You're, we're all we're all self-absorbed to mm-hmm. a degree, right? We're always worried about ourselves. It's, it's They literally don't care totally. like, at no, all. Yeah. Never. <laughs> Yeah. And then how has this affinity for asking good questions helped you in your career? Because I think it's always good to tie it back to the career. Sure. Of course. So I feel like uh, I feel like there's no real room for any self-growth unless one remains curious about. Mm. And I can't, you can kind of make that a, I could make that a blanket statement about everything, not just career. But um, because, you know, if I'm curious about something, that means that I don't know everything there is to know about it. Mm-hmm. inherently right which is true like i don't know even if i've studied it forever i'm sure i'm not going to know everything about it and yeah. for instance i've been, i mean you know i've been working as an illustrator for over 10 years yeah. and i've learned a, a pl- plenty you know but i'm always happy to be wrong and learn a new way of doing something and learn new things because mm-hmm. I, I haven't i haven't seen everything there is to see and i haven't tried every technique there is and i haven't worked with every client you know so it's not like especially like 
since working as an illustrator now is so different than it was when I first started, like, honestly, this was like 14 years ago. (laughs) So it's just fascinating to me. So that's, that's not to say there's, uh, there's some resistance to learning new things generally, because like, even I have that for sure. Like, I I mean, I literally just started learning the program Procreate. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm way behind in that. Like, like, there's definitely things I need to learn, and uh, I just I just don't for whatever off. reason. I put it off. Yeah. But um, as long as I have like, as long as one remains curious about the things they don't know, I don't know. I feel like it's honestly kind of a part of like a mental health thing too. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have to feel bad about it. Like, totally, I don't have to feel shame for not knowing that. I can just remain curious about it, and it only helps. Ev- it only helps me. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. And I think it's such a healthier way to approach. Yeah, I like your work and it, it helps you just be more okay with everything to yeah. not be constantly worried about like, oh my God, I have to know everything. And like, if I don't know it, then I'm a failure or like so-and-so is going to judge me. For Especially sure. when it comes to working with clients, right? Because like in the freelance world, like you're always interacting with new people and those interactions will go so much more easily if you just like admit what you don't know or like, you oh, know, do sure. your best to understand where they're coming from and ask those really good questions as opposed to like... I, I again, I'm so guilty of this, but like being the frantic Googler on the side where like when somebody <laughs> says something you don't know, you immediately like pull up another tab and you're like, yeah, totally. Like trying to figure out what it actually means on oh, the sidelines. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like especially when it comes to briefs or like the start of a project, getting on the same page for everything, like no question is dumb. You got to get everything like perfectly like answered from the get-go and you know you can always go back and ask them again but Mm -hmm. making assumptions on anything especially with new clients that you don't know is a recipe for disaster I I feel yeah for sure totally yeah well tying to kind of this good question asking which I think it's just a part of you right like you're just such a warm friendly person that like I think it kind of ties to that as well um but yeah like everything about you is friendly including your art your art is like such an accurate reflection of that friendliness as it should be. And I'm amazed by how like cynicism and fear can cause artists to overlook things that inspire you to create like a bowl of fruit or something, you know, simple like that. So where does this endless positivity flow from? Did it start from your parents? Is it something that you just chose to do one day was like, look at the positive stuff in life? Like, how do you get that constant inspiration of positivity? Because I know it can be hard for a lot of artists. Wow, that's so interesting. So, well, first of all, thank you for saying all that. It's very sweet. I <laughs> There's the friendliness. Again. You thank I me for like know. every okay, question. It's well, so kind. It's true. <laughs> I've never had anyone ask me this. It's super interesting. So I guess I'm going to get kind of cheesy uh, to it. some degree. Cheese it up. You know, um, I just have a lot of, where does positivity come from? You know, I have a lot of gratitude for what I do. I mm-hmm. Making art is a very specific form of joy for me, uh, which again, sounds very cheesy, but (laughs) it is true. Like I love drawing. I love to infuse positivity in my work. Um, even when I'm feeling down, maybe especially when I'm feeling like not so great in Mm -hmm. life. Um, and you know, if I'm to make a small, my own small mark on the universe, you know, however egotistical that is or narcissistic that is, you know, (laughs) I, uh, I'd want to make it a positive one because, you know, there's just so many things to be negative about in the universe, (laughs) which with good reason, for sure. There is a lot, you know? Um, and honestly, it doesn't really occur to me to have it any other way in a lot of ways, even when I'm working on a project that works, that deals with a lot of, um, heavy stuff, mm-hmm. uh, heavy topics, I I still try to make it feel 
friendly or approachable in some way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm not really sure where this positivity is definitely not endless, but the positivity <laughs> flows from exactly um, maybe it's a person my like my, my personality type. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's another manifestation of my wanting to, you know, connect with other humans mm-hmm. and. You know, I'm not I'm not like an endless ray of sunshine. I I also contain multitudes just like of everyone course. else. But, you know, if my work brings joy to someone else out there, you know, somewhere wherever they are, then, you know, that makes me feel like I've done something however small. Uh mm-hmm. if you want to get really existential, you know, we're all just spinning around trying to make a difference. Yeah. And how do I put that that meaning into what I put out in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So I kind of think about it all the time. I just, I, I want to make what I want to get back out in the world too. Yeah. It also is very cheesy, but yeah, I just, <laughs> I like to see the silver lining in things. Totally. No, mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. And I don't think it's cheesy at all. I mean, I think it <laughs> makes sense, you know, to want your impact on the world to be a positive one. I, and I think that's what everybody wants, right? It's just sometimes sure. you get bogged down with all the things of life and it can be really easy to lose sight of that. But I, Again, like something I really appreciate about you is that like you never lose sight of that goal and you kind of just keep it front and center as much as you can. Yeah. And that's not to say there's not space for, you know, whatever other art or Mm -hmm. whatever else out there that isn't like 100% joyous and positive because for sure there's space for that in the universe, obviously. And there's definitely value. And I love and I still I take that in, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, maybe it's just personality type that I just I just like to do do it this way. And that's okay. Well, and I also like what you mentioned about your approach to more difficult subjects, because I also like had never thought about how you kind of come about that, because I know that you do obviously like do projects that deal with poverty or homelessness. Like I've seen you do them before. And it's obviously a rough topic. But I I think it's amazing that you managed to make it so approachable and make it something that, because again, there's all this stigma around these negative topics, whether it's like mental health or again, homelessness or anything like that. There's a ton of stigma around it. And I think seeing just like your friendly, approachable illustrations paired with a topic like that makes it so much easier for people to talk about than like, you know, if you come at it with the dark and scary approach. I think that was, I took a class on film in college and we did a, um, unit on the AIDS epidemic. And it was all about yeah. how like the art, especially at the beginning was like the art and like all the news and um, advertising and everything around it was all very scary and like doom and gloom. And it was trying to, you know, discourage people from doing anything risky because if they did it, they were like going to die of AIDS. And it's just crazy how like that messaging and that making it such like a dark, scary thing really further stigmatized it. And so now like a lot of the AIDS activism today is trying to like undo that negativity and that stigma and trying to kind of obviously not paint it in a positive light because it's still, you know, a difficult disease to live with, but just trying to um, destigmatize it and make it more approachable and make it something that you can talk about with your friends casually. And I think that's an amazing cause. And I think I appreciate that you're doing it in your work, you know? Yay. I mean, there's definitely, thank you. There's definitely like different approaches to any given project and every different, any different topic, which are all that, which, you know, the beauty of art is that they're all valid Mm -hmm. in their own ways. Uh, I, I actually think that's, that's all very super interesting. Uh, I actually think that I tend to make what I would want to see out in the world too. Mm -hmm. And so if, you know, if, if we're going to get really granular, my job a lot of the time as a, you know, I do a lot of commercial art 
or mm-hmm. and stuff. I a lot of actually, I, I honestly, I would say this is about fine art too. Um, art is, you know, trying to get like trying to get eyes on it, get attention. Yeah, you know, get their attention, look at it. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. the kind of. I don't want to make this a blanket statement, but I just think that like it's kind of part of the point of art is to be yeah. to be viewed and looked at and experienced, and totally. the way to get that is to get their attention and. What gets my attention? Well, these are the things that I like, you know, positivity, something like more upbeat, whatever, even if it, if it looks like it's more upbeat or whatever, mm-hmm. um, even if the topic is like, uh, even it's like, you know, juxtaposing the topic or whatever it is, then we're going to get eyes on it. And I like to see that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I just kind of infuse out into the world. So yeah, that's, that's just me personally. But yeah, mm-hmm. I find that super interesting. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it definitely is. Um, and kind of pivoting from this conversation a little mm. bit, I kind of wanted to dive back into the way that you work because it's super interesting to me. Like, I obviously am not an artist, so <laughs> I like to hear kind of how you guys manage everything because it is a lot, of course. <laughs> um, but you're one of those artists on the roster that, again, is always working on all aspects of your career from like personal projects to marketing to client work. And I just kind of wanted to know, like, how do you manage mm. to stay on top of it all? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I don't always feel on top of it, but I'm glad you think that. Um, no, but I can give you some, some of my process for yes. sure. Uh, I definitely work hard, deliberately and like hard to stay organized and mm-hmm. disciplined, which, um, of course helps me stay on top of things. And anyone, yeah. anyone can really, you know, work on those aspects of themselves if they don't find that those are their strengths. Mm-hmm. But I also, how I do that is I, I also, tend to boil things down to very direct, simple goals um, Mm -hmm. on a daily basis because that I, it's easy to get overwhelmed by too many things for sure. And especially like in the future, like, oh, I have all this stuff to do. Like sometimes I'll look at my calendar and I just kind of panic and then I have to be like, just focus on this one thing and you're going to be fine. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of like how life is, I guess, but it definitely applies to like career stuff too. Yeah. So for instance, I, I'm an illustrator, I'm a freelance illustrator and I, what's my goal? I need clients, uh, so that I can work and eat. Uh, mm-hmm. How do I get clients? Well, I share one one way is I can share my work and make sure mm-hmm. that it gets seen so that people I, people know me and can hire me. So how do I do that? Uh, how do I market myself if I'm not allowed to show what I'm working on or if I don't have anything to share? Well, I work on personal projects mm-hmm. uh, and I get that out there. Uh, so it's kind of like, okay, well, it's like a set of questions like, okay, how do I do that? All right, now like, I can do it these ways. It's like, okay, yeah. what's the most accessible way for me today to do that? Okay, that way. All right, well, I don't have any projects. Okay, well, what about a personal one? Oh, okay. Duh, duh, duh. And then I just kind of go down the line totally. every day for whatever whatever given problem that I'm having. And, you know, luckily for me, I, I kind of love working on bite-sized personal illustrations mm-hmm. for marketing, just for marketing purposes. And there are, uh, but, you know, there are definitely times when I, I feel like I don't have it in me. Yeah. And it takes some mental effort on my part to actually feel okay with not doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually am like a pr- big proponent of like mental health stuff. And so uh, there's, you know, there's always the part where like I like the drive to like must do better. And there's also like, you know, I'm really protective of my work time and I, I definitely take a lot of breaks. And so I think that help that that definitely helps. I also yeah. know my strengths when it comes to productivity. And honestly, it takes, it takes a lot of time to figure it out unless you are really self-aware and know that about yourself uh, mm-hmm. it takes kind of trial and error on a lot of and any given project yeah 
based on your career, like to start and take, be aware and take notes and know where, you know, know where your strengths are. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned the importance of taking breaks and like how that really ties to your mental health. Cause I think that's something that a lot of artists just like for my conversations on the roster, not the best at, not the best at kind of like acknowledging when they're struggling or when they're about to be struggling and being like, okay, you know what? I'm going to step away from this. Um, Is that something that you were always good at? Or is that like, I know you've had like a long career in illustration. Is that something that you kind of had to work on? (laughs) Oh, for sure that I, I have to work on it to some degree. Uh, Mm -hmm. I can definitely, especially being freelance now and just working from home, I'm really good at just really focusing on something for many, many hours. Like I'm so grateful I get to do what I love because yeah. I just, the hours just pass like yeah. so quickly when I'm working on a project and it's so fun. And I, this sounds very idealistic, but like, you know, of course I, str- if I'm struggling with a project, it can get kind of hairy and stuff, but you know, on the whole, I'm, I love doing what I do and I can definitely not move from my chair mm-hmm. for eight, 10 hours, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's a problem. It's not good. Do, do not rec. I do not yeah. recommend that. Uh, yeah. so a lot of the time I, I have to force myself to take a break, especially when I'm like, but I'm on a roll. I'm in the flow. I'm doing this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, nowadays I, I've really limit myself to four hour chunks of intense nice. work. And that's like a stressful day. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's a lot for me. I like that. I get really exhausted. So honestly, I recommend it to anyone who who has, you know, the capacity, who has the ability, the, you know, the privilege the to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I think it's I think I think I create my best work that way. Yeah. So, yeah, just really limiting, really being aware and limiting myself has yeah. been helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's interesting because I think a lot of artists kind of would think that it's the opposite because they fear sure. losing that groove or like getting out of the mojo that they're in. And they're like, oh, well, like. I'm flowing right now. And if I stop right now, then like, I'm going to lose all these ideas. But I like that you are saying like, no, I do my best work like this. Even if you think that, you know, you might lose it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Especially since, uh, a lot of the time, like if I take a break from something and I come back, there's like a good chance. I'll be like, I, this is, this is not good. Yeah. (laughs) I need to redo this. This is bad. Or, and then there's just amount, just the same amount of time just to come back and be like, this isn't, this is good. Like I, oh, I have this other idea. And like, oh, that's, I can work with this. And like, this isn't terrible, you know, or like, oh, I have another idea and I'm going to do that. It's so important. It's honestly crazy that it is fascinating to me that we don't do that, that that is not the norm. No, it's crazy to Mm -hmm. me because obviously, again, like I work this job that's very different from a freelance career. And I have like, pretty set hours and I work every day, you know, from eight to five and, you know, maybe I'll work 30 more minutes or an hour if I'm like really, really busy. But like, yeah, I tend to be pretty good about work-life balance just because of the nature of my job. And so whenever I hear about you artists on the roster, like we had Jachi on a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh yeah, like, cause she also is like super prolific and personal work and stuff. Love her to death. She's always killing it. And she was like, yeah, I just work like all the time. And like, I, oh. she likes that. And I love yeah. that for her. Like, I'm glad that it works. But dang, I'm always like, I could not do that. And also, please go take a nap or like <laughs> go, go on a walk or something. I mean, that's like, give true. Give yourself Every- a second. For sure. Everyone is totally different. So yeah, I guess, this is, I guess, I, yeah, I didn't mean to make a blanket statement. No. But I, I totally. I think it's important yeah. to do your best to yes. like, again, have a good balance, take some time for yourself and like release 
it for a second yeah. because yeah if you're just working 24 7 it's a tough yeah and like knowing your strengths and being self-aware and like what you can handle and mm-hmm. stuff yeah that's so, huge yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure and then this is kind of a bit of a lame question and i feel <laughs> lame asking it but as everybody might may or may not know i am the marketing girl here at closer and closer so i always am interested to pick the artist brain on like any marketing topics uh, sure. And I think it's important to get an artist's perspective on this because last week I talked about marketing with Drew on the podcast for an hour. And like, while that is great, I think it's it's always a little bit stickier when it's an artist explaining like how they do it. Um, so I just wanted to ask, like, how do you manage to be as proficient in your marketing as you are? Because you really are like you always are doing Aww. something new or, you know, doing a little bit extra like you're always killing it on your marketing. So how do you manage to do that? Oh, thanks. Thanks, Andrew. I, I honestly like this. Uh, I've learned a lot from you and your insight on Stop. what to do. It's true. <laughs> like, you know, we didn't have anyone before this. I'm really grateful to be on this roster and like, you know, have all of these resources at my disposal. So that's been really awesome. I've worked on marketing teams before and mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm pretty aware of the like the granular stuff when it comes to yeah. marketing. And I also know that I I don't like thinking about it generally. <laughs> yeah. And so if I can make it fun for myself, then mm-hmm. that is more like I'm more likely to do it. And I actually do find a lot of like, you know, the more technical, some of the more technical stuff somewhat interesting. Like for instance, mm-hmm. inst- I use Instagram a lot and I'm always curious about the algorithm yeah. and like what to do there and how, and you know, not to game the system or anything, but Instagram has really helped you know, artists get their work seen. And totally. I mean, I try to keep it, you know, social media is all evil, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. <laughs> um, but I try to look again, looking for the positivity and the silver mm-hmm. lining and things. And I, well, how can I use this to my, to help me and give me uh, a voice and totally. uh, get my work seen so that people can hire me again, back to the first goal of I, yeah. that I had, you know, I need clients and this is how I get, this is a way, a possible way to get clients. And yeah, I just really like, uh, I also just like showing, like making sure that my work gets seen and mm-hmm. getting like a feedback loop going so yeah. that I can continue working because, you know, if I didn't market myself, I would only be working on the stuff that my clients had me work on, which is great, which mm-hmm. is fine and valid. But I, I guess I always want to kind of like push myself and try new techniques and mm-hmm. do different topics and do whatever, like let my art, my artistry grow to some yeah. degree. And, you know, I do that through personal work. And I, if I do, and if I do that, what, whatever I put out in the world, I'm going to get back. And so if mm-hmm. I do the work that I love, my personal work and I market it and I market that part of me, I will get people, I will get hired for those projects. Yeah, So exactly. it's only a win for me. Yeah. I, I get to practice my craft, which I love. I get to draw all day, again, which is great. And I get to put myself out there and get hired for what I love to do. So marketing is kind of just like a way to just focus on that. I'm kind of just like, marketing is kind of like a side thing. Or like, you know, like (laughs) I'm not like, oh, I must market myself and I have to get the numbers right and I got to do this perfectly and get my newsletter out there and da-da-da. And it's like, no, I mean, what's, you know, have it be a resource and not a, not be a slave to it, I guess, mm-hmm. to some degree, you know? Totally. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And I think that that's like the healthiest way to do it. I always tell you guys this, but like, I, 
know that you guys have like art is your full-time thing I don't want marketing to be your full-time thing but sure it is obviously a part of the job and I think yeah, yeah it's just important to have like a healthy relationship with it and like make it as because obviously like there's a lot of downsides to social media we've all seen um sure what is it called there's that one the Netflix social dilemma yeah the yeah. social dilemma yeah. we've all seen it sure. we're all aware of the downsides but like at the same time it is a really really helpful career tool and like if you can keep a healthy relationship with it and a healthy mindset around it, then like it'll do wonders for you. And this is something that I've been encouraging people on the roster to do recently because I had a conversation with, I believe, Helen Lee. And she said that she had recently turned off her likes on her Instagram. Yeah. Like you can do that now, which is amazing. What? That is amazing. Um, so I that you, that too. yeah, exactly. So that you can't see like how many likes you're getting. Yeah. Which like, obviously it feels weird and you're like, oh my God, like no likes on Instagram. Like that's crazy. That was my first reaction. But at the same time, like as an artist, your goal is just to get your work out there and like get it in front of people that want to see it and then like build that community, whether that's through the comments or, you know, your DMs, whatever it is that you're doing, like, you know, interact with people because obviously like that's half the fun of it too is to, like you said, get that feedback. But, you know, if you don't like seeing, you know, oh, like this one didn't get as many likes as the last one, like, you don't have to see that. And like, it's not necessarily going to hurt you in any way. Like, I do think there's something to be said to being aware of like how you're growing and, you know, how things are going. Cause that's a good indicator of like your overall marketing health, I would say. Sure. But at the same time, like you don't need to be concerned with all the nitty gritty, like comparative details of Instagram. And I think that there are ways like turning off your likes or like, you know, maybe limiting your scrolling time and trying to just do as much posting as, as possible compared to scrolling um, for sure. There's th- little things that you can do to make it healthier for yourself that also, you know, allows you to have like that good relationship with it where you're like, oh, yeah, like I'm just sharing my work. I'm getting it out there to other people. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm building a community here of like people that like my work and that are interested in me. No, actually, it's so interesting you mentioned the likes thing because, you know, there have been lots of studies about you know, the damaging effects of the Mm -hmm. like button and uh, what that does to people's self-worth in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways. And it is heavy on artists, for sure. Because our, you know, before Instagram, what, you know, I've worked before Instagram. Yeah, 14 years ago, Instagram didn't really exist. And um, I didn't live in a space where my work was quantified in mm-hmm. that way uh was kind of reduced to a, a number in some ways that's being yeah. a bit a bit over dramatic maybe but mm. um it it's definitely jarring to see you know because our work is so wrapped up in our identity and our, mm-hmm. our own self-worth and then see that like fluctuate so much yeah uh by number on certain things and you just don't know why a lot of the time totally and there isn't in it often does not have anything to do with, yeah. with you in any way. And it's really hard to separate that mentally. It's totally. just honestly sometimes impossible. And so totally valid turning off that likes. That is yeah. honestly awesome. And I, I think I should do that too. Yeah, go for it. Well, and I think it's also <laughs> like it's helpful to just have somebody else too in your life. Like whether you know a marketer or you know somebody yeah. that like is super into Instagram, like just go and talk to them about like all the crazy stuff that Instagram is constantly doing. Totally. And I, you will feel a hundred percent better because it literally, like you said, is 90% of the time has nothing to do with anything that you're doing. It's just like, sure. ah, Instagram rolled out this new thing last week. And like now yep. they're pushing that. So nobody's seeing your stuff. Like it's just yeah. so dependent on again, like the algorithm and what Instagram is. Instagram's will that day, like is truly what it comes down to. And For so sure. I think just keeping that in perspective and have like, 
either having conversations with your other artist friends or having conversations with people in your life that, you know, also use Instagram, which is like pretty much everybody now For about sure. that kind of stuff, like is so helpful because otherwise, yeah, you're just like in your head thinking, yeah. oh, well, like my last post did a lot better. So like, I guess nobody likes my work anymore when like 99% of the time that's not going to be the case. Totally. And, you know, a lot of marketing is numbers, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, how much engagement you got for whatever thing, newsletter, Instagram, I don't know, Behance, whatever. Uh, And it is hard. It it Actually, marketing is pretty difficult for for artists to cope with in a lot of ways. And I think it's because of the numbers, because it's quantifying our self-worth as artists and Mm -hmm. how good we are based on people's whim on seeing something. And, you know, a lot of, it's still a great, tool use marketing as a tool to get your work out there and try not to and i i also struggle with this too is to actively detach separate yourself from the numbers numbers. because you are not i'm not a number and (laughs) my work if it even just got seen that is a win so yeah that's great you know totally i agree Mm -hmm. and i think yeah that's such an important thing too is like as long as your work's getting seen by people, we always talk about this, like in terms of newsletters and like other stuff. Yeah. You know, because artists will get discouraged by the numbers and be like, oh, like, yeah, I'm exactly. not going to do this anymore because like the numbers are really bad or like I'm not growing as much as I want to be. Yeah. And something that me and Drew always say is like, it's number one, it's all about the reps. Like you just have to keep doing what you're doing mm-hmm. and like eventually you will see a payoff. And we're big fans here, at Closer and Closer, of like, little pushes, little consistent yeah. pushes to get you to where you want to be instead of like, like there's no magical cure, right? You're not going to do this one big thing For and sure. it's going to change your life and all of a sudden you're going to get every single inquiry you've ever wanted. That's not the case. Yeah. Um, but also on top of that, just like being aware of how the numbers, like obviously numbers are good to have, but at the same time, like it's not the end of the world. And like, mm-hmm. you know, we're just trying to do one step at a time to do it better. And that's really it. And as long as you're getting your work out in front of people, like, sure, they might not like it this time. Like, they might not give it a like on Instagram or, like, respond back to your email and be like, oh, that was great. Thanks. Like, they might just see it. But, you know, the more that they see your work and the more that they see what you're doing, the more likely they're going to be to contact you when they do have something for you. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, now that I've bored everybody with yet another tangent on marketing, um, I will move on because I could literally talk about this stuff all day. And yeah. Um, But my second to last question for you, my last full question is most artists obviously have a crazy plan for the future. And a lot of the times it's like a huge departure from whatever they're currently doing or like they want to have some crazy evolution in their work. Um, if you could get the stars to align, what is your dream creative endeavor? And, you know, it might be something you're already working on or something that you've gotten to work on. But yeah, what is that like dream next project? Oh, interesting. Okay. So I don't know if my plans for the future are that crazy or, uh, <laughs> you know, divergent from compared to what I'm I'm currently doing career-wise. Totally. But uh, I definitely have dream projects that I would love to work on, uh, I, you know, it, and it, it it changes all the time. I like I actually one of my dream projects was working on a children's book, and I got to work on several mm-hmm. you know, like in the past couple of years, which was also ha- has been a dream. Super grateful for that, yeah, uh, and has been awesome. And honestly, every new children's book I work on is also a dream. Like it's like awesome. I love uh, your children's books. <laughs> they hit. Um, but I guess one thing I haven't had a chance to work on yet, which would also be really awesome, and I should try, I should try harder to try to work on them. Is uh, <laughs> I'm a, so I'm a big fan of games of all types, uh, video games, board games, tabletop RG, RPG games. Like, okay, and, what are your uh, favorite video game and board game? 
Oh my gosh. So I grew up with video games as a small child of the 90s, showing my age here. But uh, (laughs) I loved RPGs, like JRPGs, like Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, Mm. all those old school games were our... I would say my favorites, but my, you know, one of my more recent favorites was, you know, a very popular, the the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yes. It came out a few years ago, and it's probably one of my, probably my favorite game ever, it, which Amazing. is crazy because, you know, I always go back to nostalgia and I'm like, well, what about that game I played when I was yeah. eight? Like, that's my favorite game and I loved it <laughs> and I have clout because, you know, it's nostalgic or whatever. Totally. But, uh, but yeah, it was just a like video games are just a stunning work of art. I think they're mm-hmm. just they're art pieces. They're stories. They really they're are. art. They're it, the amount of work that goes into them is truly incredible. I don't work in the video game industry, so obviously I would never actually work on a video game. But <laughs> if they ever had me work on, I don't know, illustrations for whatever they yes. would need, some a video game would need a small indie game or something, I would be over the moon uh, to work on. It. I don't know anything about animation, like you know the no. programming and whatever totally it fun. takes to do any of that. But uh, that would be really really awesome and. And so, yeah, in board games, I, I actually like a lot of co-op board games. Mm. Like, you know, what's funny is uh, last year during COVID, I played a lot of the pan- a lot of a game called The Pandemic, which is exactly oh, yeah. what that is. I've heard of that uh, one before. Which I love those types of games. Um, and uh, I love like, um, you know, honestly, I'll, I'll play any any type of board game. I like ones where they're um, you have to kind of lie or like Me trick too. people and stuff. You yeah. know, like Werewolf or Yeah, two. I love Werewolf. Uh, they're really fun to do. It's just fun party games, you know. Yeah. Um, but I've never worked on a board game, and I've always wanted that to. Would that would awesome. be really, really fun. Um, yeah, I would. That'd love be super that. cool. D- design all of the cards and the board and the pieces. Like, yeah. man, that would be a super dream job of mine. I've never been approached. If you're listening <laughs> out there, I'd love to do there. it. And I would be the really first colorful. to buy it. So you know, you have at least one customer. Perfect. For your yes. Board game. See, sign sign me up then, please. <laughs> and yes, preferably one where you have to lie because those are the most fun. I they're agree. So funny. I just love. Them. I just yeah. If I'm ever like a group of people and they're like, let's play like play a board, let's play Q or Werewolf or whatever or yeah uh, yeah um whatever. Code names so is many. great. Code names is also great. Yeah. It's yeah. like. I'm I lived with 11 people throughout, like, m- basically most of the pandemic. I lived in a oh really big gosh. apartment. Wow. And we would always play Chameleon and Code Names and Werewolf. Oh, my God. And they God, were so always fun. shocked at how, how much I enjoyed lying. They were always <laughs> like, Andrea, you're a little bit concerning because you are just having too much fun being oh my a liar. And I was like, that yeah. is amazing. I love that. <laughs> it's great. It's a good time. Hopefully, we'll get to play together one time. That would be so fun. I'd love that. CNC picnic. I'll bring all the games that I have in my apartment. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> amazing. So before we wrap up, last question, hardest great. one of the whole day. Perfect. Tell people where they can find you. Great. Uh, you can find me well on Instagram and mm-hmm. on Behance and. Most of the handles of those social media types, it's uh, my my handle is just it's I T S and Anna Hurley, my Beautiful. full name. So because I couldn't find just Anna Hurley, so I had, put, <laughs> I had to put it's in front of it. Love it. Uh, that's my handle for Instagram, for Twitter, for Behance, for most things. And mm-hmm. then uh, my website. I'm pretty sure if you just Google my name, Anna Hurley, I'm the first thing that comes up, which is pretty cool. Love it. Um, Love but that it's SEO. also, I know, I don't know how that, honestly, I actually don't know how that happens. So don't ask me that question. But, uh, <laughs> it, or it's just Anna Hurley.com. So Beautiful. you can see my work there too. So, awesome. Yay. Well, thank you so much for being here with us, Anna. I had so yay. much fun. Yay. Thanks so much for having me. It's super cool to do it again. I didn't get think I'd get asked to do it again. So this is super fun. Of course. We love yay. having you. <laughs> 
Thanks for tuning in to the Closer and Closer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to receive the latest episodes. You don't want to miss some of the incredible conversations that we have coming up. They'll be full of powerful insight to help you reach your full creative potential. To find out more about us, visit www.closerandcloser.co.